welcome to Nights Off. Full send. Hello. Hey. <laughs> What's hey. up, everyone? Uh, that was well, like the most. That was adorable, Gordon. That was adorable. Hey. Hey, everybody. Um, it almost went Kermit, but then flailed. Yeah. How you guys doing tonight? Um, welcome to Nights Off, our uh, midweek talk show in between our episodes where we kind of discuss random fantasy topics, Star Wars, uh, space fantasy, as we call it, and um, D&D, yes. anything along those lines. Uh, tonight with me, I have Mac, who is not Calder, and David, who is not <laughs> Isaiah. Correct. <laughs> not really. As as you guys, as everyone knows better than me, apparently. And I am Redrick, of course. Pleasant to <laughs> pleasure to meet you all. Um, <laughs> hey, good to see you. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, we do we do another stream. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> watch, watch the episodes. Um, anyway, turn. We're not doing speechless. You know the schedule. You knew what was happening. Um, so yeah, tonight we're going to be talking D&D classes, uh, D&D backstories, pretty much just a lot of character creation kind of stuff. Get all up in there. Yes. Uh, Get all, all, all up in there. All shit. up in our processes <laughs> and, you know, you'll learn you'll learn a lot about our brains tonight how we think um but before we get <laughs> but before we see this is a great intro are you kidding me but before we get into that how have you guys been doing this week you know great yeah great Pretty good yeah uh i'm actually i mean you know yeah it's good i'm it's fucking good. exhausted i'm uh, exhausted uh -huh. <laughs> the wedding planning is non-stop yep we're getting very very close now uh less than a week Oh, nice. oh, that's Woo. exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, super exciting. Lot to do, but super exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's been wild. <laughs> I'm doing good, too. Just so everyone knows. I'm doing incredible. I went to a Ren Fair this weekend. It was amazing. I got back yesterday. Um, PA Ren Fair. If anyone was there, it's the PA Ren Fair. Um, I probably saw you. I was dressed as a, a, a knight in shining armor without the shining armor um, because that's expensive. So just knight guy, my sword leaning on the wall back there. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. And a bunch of my friends and I went, we drank our mead and our ale. Right on. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mead's fun. Meat it's is like, fun. Oh yeah. It's like real like smooth and sweet. Yeah, yeah. super tasty. Yeah. <clears throat> it's almost too sweet after a while for me, but I'll accept after it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. That's why you gotta cut it with like whiskey or something in between to balance it out. Exactly. There you go. That's cider. That's <laughs> great. Hell yeah. Um but anyway, David, and anything to share? No Ren fairs for you this week? No, no, no. I think most I missed most of the New York ones. <laughs> All uh, right. But I got a ton of shit done at work, so that was mostly my week. So sounds. Oh, and I didn't have any family trauma Wednesday night, so I would. I'm doing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, one people. of the few. One of the few. <laughs> I think all of us made it through pretty clear last Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah. three of us did all right. Yeah, yeah. Sarah's still had a lot to deal with. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's anyway. right. We got our we got our wasted. 
<laughs> so before we jump into our talks about DD classes and all that, we're gonna try doing a new thing. Um and this is gonna this is gonna be something. We're gonna see how it goes. <laughs> But, Boy, the um, streak continues. We're so bad at like formatting, <laughs> introducing new segments. Here we go. We are. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna be doing a sort of draft uh, of sorts, like a like a football team draft or like getting drafted for a yeah. team. Um, we actually got the idea from uh, from TikTok. There's two guys that do this. They're called the FRDI Show. Um, they're awesome. They have a podcast. Go check them out. Um, they're great uh but anyway <laughs> we're gonna be doing it today and we might start doing this at the top of some other nights off who knows might become a thing but we're gonna do yeah. D classes draft so we're gonna take them our favorite classes our what we think is the coolest class see how it your goes. reasoning is your own yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> whatever, whatever like it means whatever you. you want it you got it um yes so i say we jump in roll some initiative See who's gonna. Yeah, we're first. gonna roll to see who goes first. We're also going to uh, do a snake draft, as suggested by Gordon. So let, there's three of us, right? It'll be whoever's the top is one. So we'll go one, two, three, three, two, one, yep. and vice versa. Back so we'll just reverse okay. like that. Whoever's last is then first on the next round. Oh, um, and we. Oh, go. natural fucking we twenty! No way! I got a nineteen. Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I win these easy. I'm going first. I was like, I rolled well for once, but no, it was only a sixteen. Only a sixteen. <laughs> Do better. Um, where are these rolls on Wednesday? <laughs> Damn. We should, we should also mention before we start this uh, to make it fifteen, so we can each get get an even five. We're adding in the pugilist, uh, Matt Colville's homebrew and yes. the can't think of the word blood hunter matt mercers um we're stealing yes. from the mats for this draft <laughs> yeah all right so, so that we can have an even yeah, five choices exactly. each all right so oh god the options i know <laughs> uh you got 15 all right <laughs> for the versatility alone i'm going druid oh okay okay nice. i think you could have gotten that later I think you could have waited yourself. on that one. <laughs> I, my first pick. First pick, Rogue. Okay. Easy. Uh, I mean, respectable yeah, if you're trash. That makes sense. <laughs> um, first Rogue, no, I mean, Rogues are good. Rogues are good. Yeah. I, I got to go Paladin. Paladin, Paladin really? Between okay. the story and the I'm fight. playing one, and that wouldn't have been. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't have been either of my first two, I don't think. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. There. Add a lot to roll. And then second choice, I got to go with my common because we're going back the other way. So, yep. um, Artificer. Artificer. I had a feeling that one was going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's a very David choice. <laughs> I did it again. Uh huh. All right. Um, coming back around, <laughs> my second pick got to be Warlock. Warlocks are really incredible. Yep. I love I love we me, are all love on me a good warlock. Yeah, we're all different wavelengths. Here. Different wavelengths. <laughs> all right. Completely different. Second all right, my, warlock lock. My number in. two. And I'm this is I, like these are my top two. You guys haven't taken anything from <laughs> my me. Top two as well. Cleric. Cleric? Yep. Cleric. Right. That's a that's a good choice. Again, again, versatility and the most powerful healer in the game. All right, and you get another Number one because we're going back to you. Oh, I do. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Ooh, ooh. Oh, the choices. Okay. Yeah. Top three then. Awesome. Wizard. 
Wizard. Absolutely yeah. wizard. wizard. Are you shitting me? Oh. The breadth oh, yeah. of spells that oh. these motherfuckers can collect. <laughs> I, you I can feel you like have fighter and you've got like the artists. The knowledge becomes infinite. As long as you can find a spell, you can <laughs> yeah. add it to your spell book. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> Nobody else can do that. That's fair. That's entirely fair. I respect it. I wouldn't agree, but I respect it. My next is Monk. Because monks monk. are badasses. And True. you can't tell me anything different. I'm playing Fair. Monk. I have not hit that point yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> we can see a definite... I feel like we're seeing a, a pretty hard, like, martial leaning in Gordon's choices so far. Warlocks are not marshals. No, but Rogue and Monk? Yeah. It's not Marshall, it's still junkie. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that that's fair. Warlocks, that's fair. Yep. Sure. Um, all right, David. Next one, I gotta go sorcerer for the meta magic. Good, good call. Okay. Good call. Okay. Tw twin spell and subtle spell, like just are beautiful things. You can, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and then fourth, uh huh. What do we got? I mean, nobody. They get a lot of shit. Uh huh. But I'm gonna go ranger. Okay, oh, no, that was pretty that's high up on my list. I'm not gonna There's lie. There's a lot of really cool that was things. Like pretty can high. Rangers up on my get list. too much shit. They yeah. get too much shit. All right. They get more shit than is deserved. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, starting to get a little so weird. A little odd. Okay. Up in here. My next. Pick, I dare you. Pugilist. <laughs> I, okay. I I like the pugilists. Nice. I feel like a lot of they have a lot of flavor to them. That like back alley brawl. They do. Yeah. I like that you have both monk and pugilist <laughs> right next to each other. <laughs> we see what Gordon likes. Listen, <laughs> That's fair though. That's I mean the pugilist. I played him. I played a pugilist for a one shot once. It was very fun because yeah. yeah, it is kind of like there's a lot of similarity to the monk, but it's mm. flavored completely different. It's, it's got like a, a certain group. vibe to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very like Gangs of New York. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm about yeah. that. It's yeah. a vibe. It's Hell a vibe. Yeah. It is a vibe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. okay. I'm. Last two picks. Yeah, yeah, this is rough. Okay, I'm going to take. Oh, all right. I'm going to take Blood Hunter, the okay. Matt Mercer homebrew, because I just love. I'm a big Witcher fan. Yep. So I'm like, I'm about that anyway. I love the way that he crafted that and kind of built it into like D&D. Uh, terms. I love that it, like so much of the class comes with uh, like risk. I think that's really fun from a role play perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to go. Oh, we're down to fighter, bard, and barbarian. I know it's it's. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm gonna go bard. I'm gonna take bard. You're taking bard. I'm gonna go bard. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yep. Jack of all trades, baby. All right. We, I mean, we saw Scanlan, Critical Role. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Scanlan oh, yeah. did carry a couple that, of scenes in that show. That boy turned into MVP so <laughs> yeah. many times in combat yep. just for having like a bunch of random the shit. random versatility. <clears throat> um, yeah. So out of Fighter and Barbarian, might be a surprise based on what I play on stream, but it's got to <laughs> be a fighter for me. I Whoa! love Whoa! Fighter. Ah, I, <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. Class. Honestly, fighter. I, okay. I might take fighter earlier, but I knew you guys wouldn't take it. So this is a snag for me. I'm taking fighter. <laughs> Fair. Uh, see, I, wow. I was going to take fighter because Play Battle Master game. is like this really interesting idea of like yeah. being a commander in the field and not just getting in melee attacking a bunch of times. Battlemaster is like the big brain fighter. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but 
I guess I'm left with barbarian, which is still, you are there's a lot of good meat. Yeah, barbarians are great. I, I am, barbarian is solid. I'm I feel almost bad. <laughs> I feel almost bad that barbarian is like the last kid picked to play kickball right now. <laughs> I feel like they don't deserve that, but they also kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking about typical for... barbarians, especially, which is how a lot of people will play them, just like the big, like yeah. dumb, strong guy, you know, then you know they're a little i feel like they know, that more than other classes out. too they they run into situations where they are like locked in like they can't do yeah. things or they can't contribute as much as they like to because of the limitations of the class yeah. like the the amount of times looking at critical role again just as a, an example that a lot of people know the amount of times that grog was just like running around on the ground because something was flying and he couldn't do anything about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> that was my well, biggest fear even, going into a recent yeah. fight of ours yep yeah even more hey, than i'm that, right there with so you it's just yeah. everything about barbarian pretty much everything about barbarian class is exclusively a combat feature yeah it's just yeah. run up and hit it and do it better pretty with much. each level yep. so but yeah, just to recap, um, I'm gonna do, go list down my picks first. I got Rogue, Warlock, Monk, Pugilist, Fighter, in that order. Nice. Did I, I took Druid, Cleric, Bloodhunter, and Bard. All right. Paladin, Artificer, Sorcerer, Ranger, Barbarian. And just in my mind, I like each I, of these parties. In my mind, I won this draft. Just fuck saying. you. <laughs> okay, the, the, you guys don't understand how okay. different my thought process was from all of you because I got like my top five except for cleric. The yep. only thing that was taken from you. So did I though. <laughs> yeah, I got everything I wanted out of this. The, I, the I, only I, thing I probably would have traded out like blood hunter for paladin if I had a choice. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I. I'm still happy enough with Bloodhunter. <laughs> well, it's, I love like paladins and warlocks, especially, and cleric, mm. a little bit clerics, but paladins and warlocks fill this nice niche of like, can be great in combat, can be cool outside of combat, and have built in like huge, meaty hooks. That's why I took warlock. Roleplay. That's why I took warlock. Yeah second because the warlock is co comes with a built-in backstory right like you have that pact. Yeah. i mean at least Your partially yeah, gonna yeah. Fuck with you for it <laughs> so on the other hand though having that built-in backstory element like that you have to be include somehow right mm -hmm. also maybe makes it harder in some cases right That's because fair. you have no. to work that in somehow no. you have to you have to work harder to make it interesting and different compared to any other world I mean, the thing is, you can also just say that they just have powers. It doesn't have to be a pact. I guess. <laughs> or, or they could not know it's a pact. Fucking lame. Then your DM could, well, you, then again, you your DM just can fuck forward. with your backstory. They think they have powers, but it's a pact the whole time. The DM yeah. will, I swear, like, playing a warlock is a gift to a DM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely. That's why I love it. That's why I love it. Rogue, but it's also like. I picked for the versatility. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Any character can use two levels of rogue. Any sure. character. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was wow. thinking okay. earlier about right. whether or not Isaiah would multi-class, and if he did, he would definitely go Battlemaster Fighter. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Him very that makes much. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He's up in there. Four Maybe levels more than he should be with his... <laughs> Maybe up in there more than he should be with his hit points, but he's up that would hit points too. You'd get I a couple got max. D10s. We got the new level. I got max. It's fine. 
there you back go. up where I should slowly catch up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll post those draft lists to the Discord. We'll try and get them up on Instagram uh, if you if you miss it or want to list it out better. Yeah, we but, make uh, uh, post a quick version of this to TikTok as well. The just the draft portion here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Ooh, kind of a good follow you know up to that. Oh, what's up? In a future episode, we should just do like um, a one shot with these three parties fighting each other. Oh, <laughs> that would be terrible. You mean like yeah. each of us control the whole party? Whoa, <laughs> so much work. <laughs> I don't I don't think I win those. I have no spellcasters. Yeah, a warlock's my best spellcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's bounce off this then yeah and hit what i wonder how it differs right because i know for well, me if we're talking let's talk favorite D classes right so i think i know we for all me got... mine is completely different <laughs> like it's not my number one. Oh, that's how i was picking that's not how we you were, were just picking based on favorite <laughs> yes, classes i was just picking based oh. on what was cool <laughs> <laughs> and what had cool like backstory okay i see why my <laughs> <laughs> my picks were entirely different anyway um yeah so <laughs> another thing you want to talk about like max said favorite D class which i guess everyone knows mine now <laughs> is uh rogue i yeah, guess right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i love the rogue you can just there's like you can make so many different things just starting from like a rogue standpoint because a rogue can basically be a fighter but like you also get the expertise ag- angle of it as long as you go swashbuckler right because then they're getting in and out of combat you got like sure. a spell casting subclass you got everything you need you can be a sniper with that steady aim thing they added in tasha's rogues make a great sniper just stay still keep firing and yeah, I don't know. Rogues are great. <laughs> They're so endless like, survival. Yeah, right. They never die, so <laughs> you don't have to make before. a backup character <laughs> because you won't die um, um, unless you're my rogue. <laughs> well, yeah. or or Vax, right? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, or Vax. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> or or the enemy has any like ranged attackers. Uh, because disengaging from a ranged attack, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and you a only lot get of it one to... reaction. Sure, it's all situational, right? Like yeah, a lot of it depends on the, too, right? the, the combat yeah. map, right? Like where you're fighting can have a huge effect oh, yeah. on how far away you yep. can even get. You're fighting in like a uh, 20 by 20 cube. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing's really yeah. gonna be avoidable. Yep. But, yeah. but yeah, I just think rogues are great. I love expertise um, as a feature because it really like, you can come up with any backstory and like you can make a rogue that's an arcane scholar, right? Because they have mm-hmm. expertise in arcana. You can make a rogue that's this deceiving noble that makes trade deals because they have expertise in deception and it can match up with like your character idea so well. You can make, that's what I feel like. Like I, sure. I can have a character concept and match a rogue to it every time. <laughs> Also, none of my character concepts have magic, as we've discovered. So <laughs> that's probably why I wrote matches. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, they also Jeremy's. get a lot to do on their turn, right? Like by level two, you have a bunch of really good bonus action. Cunning options. action is big. Yep. Yeah, you get an extra feat to make it even more like customizable to the other classes. Yeah, rogues are great. I love yep. them. <laughs> a duelist, another good rogue concept. I don't know. And Ren is a different rogue than I would probably have ever imagined. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder, like, 
Well, I guess I, I mean, we have enough like backstory stuff to have an idea as to how she has her skills. That's yeah. a, that's an interesting take on it, though. The kind of noble's daughter on the run thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially with what, the size stuff. Like, I probably never would have thought marks. all that. <laughs> Maybe noble. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it was well to do, but kind of uh-huh. a criminal. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit of both. Uh, a little, a little shady. Like she's yeah. not even sure now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But also, what about you, David? I love seamstress or something. I think I know David's answer. But it, uh, yeah. it, it depends on it depends on the context of the question. Are we just talking like general D and D class, or are we talking for a specific sort of uh, point? I think overall, what is <laughs> your favorite overall, class to play? Maybe to yeah. play. Yeah, sure. if that makes sense. Or Probably you know, it doesn't artificial. have to be. It doesn't have to be to play. Well, so so like. Like we were talking earlier, the Warlock is probably one of my favorite classes for having that big thing in the backstory. Yes. That big hook mm-hmm. for the meat of the story. It's really easy to make a nice juice <coughs> backstory juice for a Warlock. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just burst you like that probably, <laughs> Yep. Sorry. Paladin is probably my favorite class for fighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, Just like pure like, combat they get, abilities. They get, yeah, pure combat abilities. Paladin is probably my favorite class for that. Smites me. In general, my favorite class to play is Artificer. And a lot of that is they've got this balance between like the skill junkie of the bard and the monk and the rogue. Um, they get the infusions, which are really cool to play around with and get you access to magic items really early, much like the Warlock's Eldritch Invocations. Or, yep. It's a really... It's one of those things that separates that those two classes from any of the others. Yeah, that's why Warlock's my number two. Mm-hmm. Is because they're also yep. super customizable. You can like build a yep. million different Warlocks with all the invocation um, options. Yep. Fair. And I think so many people artificial... just have a hard time getting past the like yeah. two spell slots thing. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's yeah. why you get Eldritch Blast, right? Yeah. Eldritch right, Blast, yeah. Agonizing well, Blast. <laughs> right. Right. The only warlocks I've ever made are melee fighters. Well, yeah, you either you either and do the spell weapons. slots are for like, yeah, yeah, you do weapons or you do eldritch blast, and then you have at right. least one concentration spell, and the other one's like an emergency. Yeah, <laughs> and I usually do the com- Yep, I usually do the combo devil sight and darkness. Yep, that's a so I just cast darkness on myself and nobody else can see through it, so I'm just poking everybody with advantage uh-huh. and disappearing as much as I want. Um, but. Artificer also has mo- the most built-in non-combat or exploration abilities. Mm-hmm. So not not just downtime, but also the smaller sections in between where like you're on the road for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What else is anybody what is anybody else doing except for talking? But the artificer can be doing something yep, during sure. that time. And so it adds a lot to that. And having it's, the tools means, you know, th- we worry less about things getting damaged. I concentrate more on what I can get from the things. Like I was in a my Friday night game. We uh, we beat a uh, Myrmidon. So my first thought was, hey, there's some armor left over, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> we could do something with that. It's a totally different like, mindset yeah. than every other uh-huh. class, right? 
Yeah, it's a great class for like somebody with a, either like a creative or um, <clears throat> like David, you're an engineer, like somebody with that kind of a mindset, you know, like who's very interested in the inner workings of things and like making stuff work. Uh, it gives you like you often do in our uh, Wednesday game, Sleepless Nights. It gives you the opportunity to like create new things. And like you're talking about, like doing all this work on the road, you put together a set of armor for one of us and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. And it <clears throat> still my last. It, it's pick always draft, been. Sorry. Yeah, that would have been my it, last. It's always been my pick for like Skyrim. My blacksmithing is always 100 percent. The game outward, any any RPG game that lets me craft things. That's most of what I spend my time doing because it makes you far less reliant on finding things. Yeah, sure. Right. We don't have to go to a blacksmith and find some plate armor caller. I just have to get it off a dead body and fix it Spend up. Spend a cool 1500 gold to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much easier to a just kill somebody, 1500. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, what's the cost now, of life? Taking okay. a soul. Uh, what? Zero. What? Versus 1500 oh. gold. Killing someone oh, or 1500 gold. Well, my hammer cost like a couple of gold, so that's it. Pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> really if we're talking bar. about he the guy in question, <laughs> the guy in question on the Wednesday game, I don't feel this. Yeah, not at all. I like that uh, I really caught you like off guard. You thought that was just a general question out that I was like throwing out there. You're like, what? Where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand uh david you you talked about like being you like the idea that makes you less reliant on finding stuff mm -hmm. on the other hand for me i think that like discovering loot is like one of the most fun parts of dnd you know like i i yeah. like that i'm like i'm a big fan of being able to buy things on occasion as well like when you get enough money or whatever and you go to a town it's always cool to like visit the magic shop and see all the cool shit they have and be like, Ooh, I can afford that. And you know, yeah, like whatever, something but... unexpected versus something <laughs> made, right? Yes. Kind of just like yeah. killing a, a bad motherfucker that you've been hunting for a while or whatever. And they drop some dope ass sword or armor or something like that. And you're like, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But also there's a lot of combats in between you and getting to that point where you could use yeah. something else. No doubt. Right. No doubt. I don't think either it's way. A, it's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's also like usually when I play, I, I, I'm playing an artificer. Like if I do that, I go into the magic shop for a second. Because I'm an artificer, I'm not worried about any of the basic stuff. You know, I'm not worried about my armor, weapon, or anything like that. So I get to go. What's the most interesting thing you have? Get the weird <laughs> shit. I don't care if it's powerful. I just want <clears throat> the coolest thing you have. <laughs> and I get to have a lot of fun with that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And I think Artificer definitely adds a bunch of like, it fits that craftsman very well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it gives mm -hmm. you that downtime activity. Like you were saying earlier, it's just like every, every other class, and I guess we'll get into this in a little bit, but you got to work it into your backstory, like what they're doing in their downtime, like what they're getting up yep. to kind of thing. But that one, you're just like, bam, crafting. I got you. <laughs> here's a, here's a crazy crafting. sword. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I think for me, uh, if I had to choose a favorite class, this is hard because I'm like notoriously terrible at favorite anything. Mm -hmm. uh, if I really, really had to choose, maybe wizard. 
Um, lizard. Okay. Yeah, which is why I said it wow. is not. It wasn't my top choice in the draft. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> but... Wizard and artificer were my bottom two. I made a list of what I would pick. Wizard shows how different all three of us are. Because <laughs> <laughs> artificer would have been low on my list too. Yeah. Yep. And and rogue, I don't think would have been anywhere near the top for me either. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I I always have been kind of just really into the idea of a wizard i love the 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 options of spell casting like the um the breadth of opportunities that can be afforded to you depending on what route you go what spells you take the fact that you can collect as many as you can find as you go um the idea of like preparing spells ahead of things that you know are coming to try to like kind of gear yourself in a certain direction to be ready for whatever that situation is um I, I just love how strange and different uh some of the spells available are like uh, like knock what the fuck so <laughs> like, why did they even add just that? yeah any fucking door any latch <laughs> yeah. like any magical locks you know you can just be like nah <laughs> none of that <laughs> you know yeah. one uh, there, and it's, yeah it's well yes yeah. it's almost it's, the same thing you were saying david right where like it, the artificer has a bunch of non-combat stuff built in if you don't look at spells, right? Because you look at wizard spells, there's like a million non-combat yeah. little knacks, like crazy yeah, right. things. Basically, under the base class, artificer for sure. But like when you get into spells and stuff, all the spellcasters have like that weird shit going on. Uh -huh. <laughs> that yeah. I and, will and, not yeah. touch. Wizard for me, I think is ha their spell pool, like yeah. the stuff that's available to them yeah. is amongst the like most versatile, I think. It's, oh. it's definitely the biggest um, for like a yeah. 100%. <laughs> and... You, you, not only can they do that though they can be just like fucking co total glass cannons yep. in combat too and just like wreck yeah. shop you know like if just you really gear yourself towards combat dump all your spell oh, slots yeah. into one encounter and it's just exploded well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you can yeah you can you can uh, and, I, and i'll say oh, sorry go ahead david yeah i was just gonna say one of the things that i forgot similar with wizards is i love playing intelligence based classes because mm. i don't like not knowing things yep <laughs> you like to, then you go to the dm and be like do i know I like this like, <laughs> yes <yep>. you do <laughs> tell me your backstories dm so so and, and that's one of the things that extends a lot of campaigns in certain directions is not being able to know the backstory figure stuff out yeah yeah i mean Knowing if we knew nothing about and... the golden dwarves how would we have ever gotten through that gate when it was yeah. time people say intelligence is the worst at in D D, and yet you need it <laughs> like no it's a great lot, yeah a lot of people yeah. say like unless you are a wizard or an artificer you can just dump intelligence and don't have Rhodes? any of it but a any well, any anybody yeah. with investigation <laughs> investigation yeah. is huge exactly in yeah. investigation yeah. perception but, but yeah. I get why people, some people think that like with history and arcana and stuff, I think a lot of like those two in particular, along with like nature and maybe even medicine, animal like, handling, animal handling, <laughs> that kind of stuff is very dependent on like, what is your campaign like? Like, I mean, how does your DM run the game? What is his world? You know, like how often those things actually come into play in a game like the sleepless nights. Uh, that we play on Wednesdays, those things have come out constantly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very useful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. by that logic, charisma skills, which everyone loves, right, are also yeah. very situational. If it's just a dungeon crawl oh, campaign, you're not going to need to, yeah. like, 
talk the slime out of running you fair. over. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair. I mean, well, you could try. <laughs> there, there, there are places like where our, my Friday night campaign is doing princes and there's elemental temples and stuff. We managed to convince a sea hag to be on our side and so she wouldn't join in the fight with the big boss. So that charisma-based skills are still fairly are mm-hmm. are still just as uh, broadly applicable as the intelligence-based skills. Yeah, in but, in a game though that roleplay yeah. matters, right? Yes. Very yeah, good. that that's the, I think that's the point Gordon was making. Yeah. That it vice you know, the same way that some people think like Arcana and history and whatever, like intelligence based yeah. stuff might not be useful in their game because that stuff doesn't come up in their game. Maybe a game that yeah, is yeah. more of a dungeon crawl or is like a just kind of murder hobo shits and giggles or yeah. whatever, you know, like that isn't roleplay heavy the yeah. way that ours is. Maybe charisma stuff isn't really that useful for them. Yeah. There's know. also a lot of conflation in people between like what wisdom intelligence should be right Uh because we even mentored um medicine and animal handling which are wisdom skills not intelligence and a lot of i've heard i've never i haven't seen it yet but a lot of like dms and players go investigation and perception are the same thing so i don't care which skill i have i'd rather have wisdom (laughs) so i can have perception and get that passive perception and maybe have a cleric instead of a wizard yeah Yeah. i mean that again i guess that depends on the dm right i like for me and i i mean at a it seems like the way evan is running it i think he handles perception and and, uh, investigation similarly to the way that i do in my home game in that like perception is more of a like broad do you can you see something you know or whatever whereas investigation is more like you're getting in the nitty gritty or looking for something specific in a like small area or you're looking yeah. through papers or books or whatever, yeah, trying to find so. a particular thing or you know, investigations well, going through papers and drawers and whatever. And perception is like, can you hear something upstairs? Right. It's like, well, there's also yeah. the um, the the passive versus active nature of the two. Like perception yeah. is, can you see it? Can you hear it? Can you smell it? Whereas mm-hmm. investigation is, can you figure it out? So like mm-hmm. yeah. perception Seeing patterns. in a dungeon tunnel, you could see that one of the steps is raised and there are holes in the world. Investigation would be to figure out how it works and whether or not you could do anything. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Counterpoint to wizards being your favorite, wizards are nerds. So uh, Counterpoint <laughs> so to we. wizards being nerds, wizards, mm-hmm. I mean, nerds are dope. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> so, the nerds shall <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss an honorable mention to Bloodhunter for the reasons that I mentioned when we were doing our draft. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the fact one I love the vibe. Mm-hmm. I think there it's just a dope like really weird kind of dark like medieval feel to it. Um, sort of mystical in like the coolest way. Yeah. Um, as well as I love, I was going to say as a DM and a player, but I just as a storyteller in general, I love the idea of the risk versus reward. I love that that class, like so many of the features come with risk to the player or the, I mean the character, um, and having to like constantly weigh those two things against each other when you're making decisions about what to do and how to use your abilities. I think that's just a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a class I've always been interested in, but I haven't gotten a chance to play. 
I also have never played one. Mostly because most campaigns start at 1, and I don't want to be damaging myself at level 1. Because that's a dangerous <laughs> game to play, reducing your max Handsy. HP at level 1. Because <laughs> don't those features reduce your max HP to no, no, no. take damage? No, no, no. It's, you just it's, take, you you do take damage, damage and it only starts... So... You said it starts at a D2? It starts at second level. Sorry. Second level. Oh, you don't get that until second level. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that until second level. Yeah. The right. It's your so, well, yeah, it's, to be fair, it's stuff you don't well, ever you necessarily have to use. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, well no, no, no. then why are you playing that class? <laughs> No, not I'm not so saying weird. I'm not saying don't use it. I'm definitely going to use it. Yeah, but you playing that class if you're not damaging yourself. But I'm saying if you're, you know, if you want to be a bitch about it, you don't have to do it. If you're not slitting your it own also throat depends with on your which sword, one why are you doing. playing a blood hunter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it also depends on which one you're talking about because the blood maledicts you don't have to hurt yourself to do. Yes, like the curses Correct. can make them better if yeah. you hurt yourself. Yeah. It's it's like the um, which is awesome. The fucking what's that shit called? Where you like the uh, right, the flame blade and all that. The crimson right, crimson right. Yes, thank you. Yep, mm. stuff that uses your hemocraft. Okay. Yeah, that you take damage to activate. Yeah, blood magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I like Ew. I. It kind of has a very um, Pathfinder Alchemist vibe as well. At least one of the subclasses. Because it's all about taking like I know which one you're talking about. Yourself. I forget what it's called. Is it Order of the Mutant? Is that what it's called? Order of the uh, Mutant. Yes. Yeah. And that, I think that's my favorite one. That's the Witcher one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's 100%. the Witcher yep. one where you take all your vials and like yeah. get ready for you can battle. make yeah. make yeah. your mutagens and stuff ahead of time. Yep. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah. Yep. It is sick. And they do different things depending on how you. It's all so much fun. It is a good yep, cool class. Very good stuff. I'll, I'll give you that one. Thank you. I'm not taking wizard. <laughs> oh, did did you see her? Why play a yeah. barbarian and not rage? Since you're out here throwing shade, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's a difference when raging might get your party killed, and you're not really too sure about it. So, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you have ne- Retric has never attacked the. But that's not that fun wants- storytelling, is it? <laughs> that's fair. Um. Yeah. Okay, moving on. You're not gonna kill anyone one v five. I'd take someone down. I'd take one person. I'd get Isaiah. He has like two health. Uh, <laughs> you'd still have to hit me. That's true. That's true. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, another thing we wanted to talk about tonight was how we like each individually go about creating character backstories and just like what that process looks like. Um, advice or tips maybe i don't know if that's why you're watching this um but yeah kind of like last week how we did advice for getting into the indie kind of thing but or last night's off which was like a month ago anyway um but yeah so who who wants to go first i have sure, not thought it. enough I'll, about I'll, this okay great <laughs> the person who's made the least characters <laughs> good to know we're ready uh that's arguably not true because i'm a dungeon master i've made so many characters. npcs <laughs> uh i i think when i when i go to make a player character mm-hmm. i i mean npcs can sometimes vibe in a similar fashion right um but often when you're dealing with an, an npc you have something to build off of unless it's like a from scratch situation but like typically when i'm building npcs in my homebrew world they're related to something 
So yeah. it might be like another member of a family or something. And then I've already have, you know, a starting point there. They further uh, the story instead of yes. like being the story. You know what I mean? Right. With a player character, <clears throat> that is like being the story is important, right? I guess depending on what kind of game you're playing. And in a, the type of game I enjoy playing, it is a more um, player character driven game, right? Um, and I kind of take, I think, a pretty like holistic approach. I know some people like to start with, um, you know, like whatever race they want to be and then go from there or what class they want to play and go from there. Some people will start with story first and then try to figure out a class that fits the story. Um, I have a hard time not thinking about all the things at once. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I, you know, I'll often... I'll have like an inkling in my head of like, I might enjoy playing a wizard or I might enjoy playing a paladin or maybe just one day I'm like, I'd like, just love to smite the shit out of something, you know, like whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it kind of will sort of all come at once. It might, it might start there, but often it's like, I kind of get inklings of ideas for like backstory and then the, like the class and race just sort of, like meshes with that that may i i know it, it sounds weird to say no, i guess i don't know it's a but, it's a synergistic choice like the yeah choice you make further informs the other choices sure and often too like if whatever i do if i choose something along the way that might change something else right if i if i'm putting together a, the story of a character and then i decide uh you know i'm gonna play a paladin with you know, uh, ASMR race that might then I'm going to have to go back to my backstory and revise things and change things or add Bad things combo. or whatever, because yeah, 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 terrible, <laughs> uh, you know, because it didn't work well the first time or whatever, or I'll, I'll decide I want to play, uh, you know, a warforged cleric. And then I go and start making the backstory and I'm like, you know what? This should be like a druid, you know, like the story just yep. doesn't work right with a, a cleric or whatever. Yeah. And then, change it and go kind of go about it that way. Um, I, I think I might be different from a lot of people, though, in the sense that I, in the approach, uh, in my approach to character creation, even like during the game, like as we level up and stuff, I come in with no uh, like pretense. Like I, I have no plans. Um, as I'm going, I just want to serve the story, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever happens in the game, I'm just, I'm here to like, let it push me in whatever direction feels right at the time for the story or whatever. And, and same as when I'm creating character, as I said before. So it's all very fluid until so it you just is kinda complete. <laughs> have like a blob and poke at it until it looks like a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then keep push up this yeah, bit over here. Exactly. Yeah. Got a little well, side move there, sense. buddy. Tuck that sense. in, yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, you know, there's that. Uh, I, that I think is. like important things uh, for me when I'm creating a character, I want um, connections to the world. Yes. Um, because what fun is going to be exploring your backstory if there's nothing to explore? Mm. If you have no connections to anybody, what can the DM do with that? Um, and I want some kind of uh, conflict. Um, Some ongoing conflict. Yes, right? whether whether that be internal or I have, there's a grudge that I'm holding against somebody or somebody's holding a grudge against me. I'm being hunted. I'm hunting someone. Uh, there's an enemy that I haven't seen, and you, you know what? Whatever it is, 
I want some level of conflict there to explore and hopefully over the course of the game either resolve or die tragically without resolving. Yep. <laughs> uh, or die uh, tragically and then, trying to resolve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then three, um, I want... Uh, ah, and I lost it. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I interrupted. My fault. <laughs> yeah. we, we interrupted chat, so I'm sure we'll come back Connections, to it. Connections, will. Conflict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the three C's: connection, conflict, courtesy. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it comes, comes up, if it comes up, I'll go next because I also have a weird starting point usually. Um, so for me, when I'm making a character, one of the first things, if not the first thing, every time, is Oops, sorry. I'm, what, what, what? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Last thing two C's and a G. Goal. Goal. Yes. Yeah. That's I, the character, so I need him to have some kind of driving force, right? A goal, yeah. ambition, something that they want to work towards, whether that be redemption or dealing with the enemy that they have the conflict with. Yep. They're like, whatever. Revenge, it or happens whatever to it might be. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what I was saying. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> no, you're good. I knew it would come back. I was ready for it. But my um, my first step, or at least one of my first steps, is always visual. What the character looks like. And I know that's like kind of a weird point to start, but for some it's my, reason, like my last thing. I know, but for some reason, like I'll spend I'll spend a lot of time just going through like Pinterest or like Pinterest is great because it gives you random recommendations for pictures based on like what you've looked at before. Um, but I'll just like scroll through images and I'll find it. I'll be like, oh, that's a cool character. How can I make that work? in D&D and then like transfer it over. Um, I try not to look into if it's like an existing character or anything. I mean, other than for copyright purposes, right? But um, okay. But and I'll just be like this person, they would probably be this class or like they'd have this kind of power, like maybe they're a fire themed wizard because they're wearing red cloaks and book they have. And then what's the backstory that matches with that? It's like interesting. It, it's so you just like to backwards thing. engineer. Exactly. From this <laughs> I literally backwards engineer from the picture. My first thought for Redrick was what if this dude's half dragon? And then I was like, how do I go from there? Like <laughs> that's that's all it was at the start and I, it's such a weird like i don't even know the process <laughs> because it all just kind of comes together slowly but yeah what were you gonna say uh it's very similar to a lot i i i've done that a couple of times and i know people who've done that before it's um like i like to think of it as nucleation like so like when water freezes or something, it always has the one point that starts mm -hmm. the nucleation. So for you, it's the image and then trying to see what fits that image. Yes. Like what it's like a lot of people do people watching mm -hmm. and watch people walk by in the street and make up stories. Yeah. Or yeah. personality like traits or something based on how they look. So it you're the, the spark doing of that on a bigger scale yeah people but <laughs> a yeah. little bit of a larger scale for making an entire backstory um <laughs> but yeah it always it always starts with 
or not, I guess not always. Sometimes it'll even be as small as a name. I'll be like, this name sounds cool. Who is this person? I literally do it reverse of what everyone else does. It's, Interesting. It's very odd. Yeah. I mean, and then there are times, um, because I've played in a bunch of D&D games, made a lot of characters, where I'm like, I want to try this class, right? Or like, I want to see, I want to do this race. This race is interesting. Um, and I end up doing that instead of then just like finding whatever matches for the picture name. Um, but yeah, my my favorite characters have started with visuals or like some kind of stupid gimmick. And I'm like, how can I turn this whole thing into a character? <laughs> and then it just goes from there. Um, and I don't think that's great advice, uh, but it is something <laughs> I do. Um, it's not necessarily bad advice. I think what we're learning here is that you can achieve great characters in a myriad different yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same way everybody learns differently, everybody writes a story diff from a different mm -hmm. place. Sure. So there are going yeah. to be people that do it the same way you do. Just guess. Yes. Right. Met yeah. any of the bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's just, just not necessarily a... <laughs> uh, there's just not necessarily like a right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. No, yeah, of course right, not. Yeah. No, no, However, it's all you about finding your... the way that works. Yeah. However you get to your right. character, that's how you're going to get to your character. Nobody's going to tell you how to do it right. a different way. Um, but yeah, that's how I do it. I usually then jump to race, obviously, if it's obvious from the image, um, which is also why I tend towards humans, elves, you know, Asimar, anything that can look human-ish, just because a lot of the fantasy arts human. Um, right. And then the next is class because you kind of look at them, you figure out what their abilities are. You're like, do they know spells? Do they have weapons? Do they, are they just a fighter, right? Which is also why I tend to play a bunch of fighters <laughs> because a lot of them are fighters. They just have weapons on them. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, I always, this is just a weird aside while we're talking about making characters. I always have a weird thing with the magical progression in D&D because it's like, it's when you're playing a full caster, it's like, or a wizard, for example, I studied to learn these spells in a school for 20 years. And over the course of a month, I quadruple my powers. You know what I mean? It's like a weird uh, narrative thing that's, for me. That's a backstory <laughs> yeah. problem. Yes. <laughs> more, more than anything. Yeah. 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 But wizards are supposed to be all studied, right? And like learn their magic through school. Uh, specifically yeah. wizards here will bother me the most because they're supposed yeah. to be studied and learn their magic through like teaching, right? Yeah, well, it, it doesn't necessarily there is like a studious quality i think that is generally like inset into the class of a wizard mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be schooling you don't necessarily True. have to have a teacher per se it doesn't have to be formal like that but you are studying yes kind of but it can be it can so, be like a self-taught thing <clears throat> but like the whole idea of like you're talking about like of having yeah. been doing it for a long time and not really getting anywhere and then all of a sudden like super powering through a month yep. of in-game time as you're playing a campaign or whatever. I think that is uh, very much a backstory problem for yeah. the most part. Yep. Uh, like people just writing it, it, it that way, you mm -hmm. know, and then not thinking about the fact that, yeah, when you start the campaign, you're going to blow up. But also it's a life experience thing, right? True. Generally, when you are adventuring in, in the, the bounds of a D&D &D campaign, one, you're getting way more real world experience using uh and exploring yeah, magic than you ever yep. did behind <laughs> a desk uh and, and two as you are adventuring and you're delving into tombs and you're fighting really powerful people and taking their shit you're discovering and finding 
way more tools than were probably available to you wherever you start. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Does that does that it's help? Like the you? thing, like <laughs> I would say, it's like <laughs> the thing bit. about wizards being a able bit. to find because... a spell and put it into their book. It's you're in that experience. You're not going through like a schooling which is laying out points A, B, C, and mm-hmm. this is how you do this, and okay, that builds up this. You're actually seeing people cast spells and do magic and things that is probably very different from anything you ever saw in school. So you think about it. Hands-on learning. And you figure, and it, it's like the intelligence-based class. You're figuring out how it works and how it goes and how you can tweak that to do this yeah. next spell you get. I like what, also, I like what you're saying because it kind of vibes with like, like Gordon, have you ever had a job where you mm-hmm. go through the training and they're like, it needs to be done this way and that is the that is the correct and only way to do it. And, and then you start working opposite. with somebody and they're like, fucking don't ever <laughs> yeah. listen to that bullshit. Yeah. Like do it like this and it's way faster and easier to do it the way that, yep. you yep. know, the person who's been doing the job for 20 years is like, do it like this. Don't listen to that fucking idiot. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it's, <laughs> David's it got goes, that vibe here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also very much goes back to like what Evan was saying at the beginning of this campaign in terms of our backstories. It's like if you're making a character that's level one, they have not done shit yet. Yeah. yeah. They have not done anything yet. That was if you're be making a level too. one, yeah. If you're making a level yeah, one wizard, wizard they have not been studying for 20 years. They've been exactly. studying for like five, maybe. And, right. no and even then, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> unless their study has been garbage for twenty years, I guess yeah, like yeah. you could handle that in <laughs> such a way. But yeah, yeah. Or almost, they went crazy and spent some time in an asylum. And, yeah. Well, there you uh, go. It's almost for go. me like a world building issue I run into. You know what I mean? Because you have these wizard schools, yeah. and like that's like a very mm. typical D and D thing, and they're run by like an archmage, and then this yeah. new guy shows up, and he's an archmage in a month, and it's like, oh, how do you do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, oh. yeah. but, it, but when you're writing backstory, yes, every character like that was going to be, like I said, my tip at the end of my wizard rant um, was needs to be new. They need to be new at what they're doing, um, because as long as you're starting level one, right, because that's what defines level yeah. one. They've maybe want to write right to the level you're going to. be. Yes, yeah. they've maybe like yeah. fought a goblin. That's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, or they, yep. or they trained with someone how to use a sword for like a month, and then mm. they're like, now go out and do it. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. like, okay, I'm, I guess I'll figure it out as I go. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you definitely, you're not going to be fucking like, slightly better than most people. Than a commoner, you are yeah. not like the <laughs> yeah. hero. Yeah. Right, you're not gonna be fucking slaying dragons and shit pre-level one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the most common like meme first players that people talk about. Yeah, like yeah. first game when you <laughs> yeah. like you come in and you're like, I'm the hero of the realm. I've slayed the dragons three. Yeah, and then like you and get the, hit by a goblin and pass out. <laughs> that's not to say that you like can't have things that might seem impressive bigger in your backstory, yeah. but like you have to be careful how you. Uh, like how you handle it uh, how and how you write it and how you make yourself like your character yeah, yeah. how, how you powerful your abilities and you, stuff in yeah that. you write yourself to be because yeah if you were part of like an army that took down a dragon sure because you're just a guy yeah. in the army but right. if you're even solo that, yeah i know even that's a lot <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's the knight background right or the soldier background 
yeah, th- yeah. Th- that's where your background comes into play and it's sure yeah like your background describes what you've done before your right. class describes what you're starting to do now or depending on level that's what yeah. you said yeah. for example i i had um some conversation with evan prior to uh the sleeveless nights about calder's backstory because the way that it was written i was like hey i just want to like clarify i know this depending on like how you read into that it could look like i'm talking about like i'm the super powerful guy before level one i'm like it's not really like that but he was uh to his credit he was like no like i get it you're you're because i uh I there's know, that I, element of I like have with, exactly the thought of where you're going <laughs> yeah there's the element of like the the thing with he who was and the stuff that you guys have seen in game like tidbits that you've gotten already i don't mm. there's no spoilers here um having been in an almost like right-hand man position um but it it was in a, in a the people that i was dealing with that i was like like calder has talked about how he's like uh been in a position of power and like harmed and killed a lot of people and stuff but the people that in question are like commoners you know so yeah. it's like pre-level one if you're just like a really strong dude who's a trained swordsman like yeah especially if you have like henchmen and shit at your back yeah. all the time like you can do shit like that um but yeah i wasn't you know i wasn't yeah. like the king of the fucking city or anything like that you know like <laughs> and being a king of a city valid being a king of a city that fights off an army not valid right yeah. so, <laughs> there's a difference um yeah because yeah, that's more very... of a political charismatic character which again you can get with sure. a rogue best class but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i i agree and honestly same i didn't mention it to evan or anything but like we know redrick was out doing bounties for at least you guys don't know um for at least a while right and Mm -hmm. hunting people down and stuff but he was never like this crazy like fight like get into a brawl with 10 other yeah. people and come out on top right. it was always presumably like, you were it was like not very powerful down a shop he, was chasing, like he was chasing or something. he was chasing down a merchant for like months yeah. <laughs> when you guys met yeah. him right so right. it's like that's a merchant's not going to put up a fight of course Sloan right. was not your average merchant it turns out but <laughs> but you didn't know that <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time yeah <laughs> so, right yeah um David, yeah, no, no, that was good, but yeah. I guess it's my turn now. Yes, it is. Um, so for me, it, it there's a lot of different things that happen because I, I have D&D Beyond and get bored occasionally. So I've got 43 <laughs> different character sheets up there. Fucking only like four Christ. or five of them. Uh, he's not he's not the worst person I've played D&D with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of my so, friends have Excel spreadsheets just full yeah. of characters. So like so like <laughs> some of those are the characters I'm currently playing. One is the level 15 one shot character we played. A couple of them are characters I used to play and the campaign is sort of on hiatus or something. Um, but it's you can it, call it, me it out. Always, it's okay. <laughs> not just that one i've also got basil but uh just in case you oh, yeah. to that. also me but um Bitch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. well half you. Yeah, anyway kind of. um so so it usually starts out for just making a character in absence of a campaign 
there's usually just a nugget of an idea. One of my current characters I'm playing, I saw some art and I was like, that looks really cool. That looks like a badass fucking warlock and I'm going to make that. So I made them. Yes. Um, some of them started with like, there was the comment of heavy metal druid. So I was trying to figure out how I could do that. And I did like three levels armor officer. So that like, their metal armor got fused into their skin and Janasi druid after that. So, uh, but it always starts. But if I'm going into a campaign, I've got, I've got a bunch of ideas in the back burner. So maybe I'll pull one of them out and tweak it a bit. But the things I start with are, I want to fit the campaign kind of i i, I never want to be like an artificer in that's an artificer that's only good at smith's tools and making metal art, but they spend the entire campaign in a jungle where there's no metal anywhere and there's nothing right. for them to do so like i i want to i want to fit the campaign so that i can i it's less work to feel like i'm useful in the campaign because it specifically got some geared towards that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, and then I take one of the ideas I've got and I see, um, and I start building and oftentimes I'll do mechanics first. I'll just be like, what about that class? Oh, if I'm doing that class, mm, that race sounds interesting. And then I'll go back and forth on that a bit. David does and... mechanics first. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's uh... I. As I'm choosing the mechanics, every time I make a choice, I'm building a story in it. Yep, right. I agree. Yeah, it's it's because right. it's as soon as I build a class, I'm like, okay, I've got a few ideas of how somebody gets to be in that class, and then I pick a race. I'm like, oh, these races are less common. That race is completely common. So. What, how is it going to be different? How is my character going to be slightly different? And then I pick skills based on like, oh, I picked perception. I might not want to be, I might not want to be a rogue. I might want to slide that to ranger because if I want to do the perception, I want to, I want to play with how that goes. And then background, of course, usually play comes in and I make the biggest decision. I'm like, I want something that fits what I've got with the character so far. And then I figure out, okay, that's their job. That's what they do. Mm. Why are they not just doing that job? <laughs> like, Gosh. and that goes back to your drive question. It's like, yeah, all of a sudden I've got to figure out why this person left a job and is now like, has to be a um, reason you're adventuring, yeah, uh, putting your life on the line, <laughs> putting your life on the line. Yeah. yeah. Why they're risking their life to get things done. And it's like, Okay, uh, so, which goes back to the conflict. Typically, what happened? Typically, the spark that gets me from the job to the adventure is the conflict. Something happened that I've got to fix. I've got to drive. I've got to, something is not right, and it's going to be worth it to go and make it right. And, yeah. And then I start building things from that like Isaiah I knew I wanted to be an artificer and Surprising. Uh, I, I wanted and I wanted him to be human just to get the variant human skilled feet so I could get more tools because I wanted all the tool proficiency um, but then I started going but 
Oh, maybe he's maybe he's a bit older. Oh, but if he's older, like, why would he have just started adventuring now? Maybe, maybe he didn't. But what? Why would he have stopped? Oh, but his background. Maybe that's what he's been doing since. Oh, that that makes sense. Get the background is what he's doing since he's got a job. He's been an engineer for the past 15 years. But then why would he stop that and be here now? And then there was a, a, a spark for that that we haven't quite learned yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so it's 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 sort of like yours where I I get a little spark. It, sort of like a combination of the two. I get a little spark and then I figure out how all the pieces fit as I make choices. And each of the choices I make, I have to rationalize. Yeah. And that's how I start building up the store as I go. Yeah. I mean, I do a little oh. bit of that too, right? Where it's like, you figure out the story based on some of the choices. I mean, I guess mine probably goes more like picture or starting idea, whatever it is, mechanics, and then or picture story mechanics, right? So like, I'll find the picture, figure out who they are, what they do, and then figure out how that translates to a character sheet yep. kind of thing mm. so I, I so i pretty much i won't pick a skill until i know they are good at it or like if i have an extra one left over yeah. i'll go back and be like hold on write like an extra line that's like Hell and no. he could see <laughs> far into the distance into my backstory uh, and then like pick perception yep. <laughs> so <laughs> but it, it does not help that literal that, but you know yeah yeah but for me it does help that i've taken the time before to you know half-ass a couple of character sheets in D&D Beyond with these little sparks like yeah you know oh if I wanted to play a paladin what would that look like how would I how would that be interesting yeah Ooh. Gordon what to your point too Calder is a, a very much a result of that kind of mindset too like uh, <laughs> justifying things with yep. story right like for why you choose his only two good stats are strength and charisma and thus his whole backstory is he was the muscle and a manipulator (laughs) serving under a worse manipulator (laughs) exactly you have the story and then you pick the stats that's why i was like redrick's appearance basically (laughs) is why he has a six charisma and why he doesn't make charisma checks like (laughs) because he understood that's that's another thing about that is like a lot of uncharismatic characters are just like, oh, they're not the talkers. In in his case, it's more like, I've tried Be- talking people don't before, like it when he and talks. it's not going to work, so I'm just going to stay back here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He uh, does talk, just not... He's not able to make it go well intentionally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it always goes poorly. He doesn't get a lot of practice. Not all people want to talk to him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, all right. Uh, so... And our last little topic before we end it for the night. Favorite and least favorite backstory trope. Uh, <laughs> or I guess just like doesn't have to be favorite, least favorite, just a really good, really bad one. Because uh-huh, it's kind of uh-huh. hard it's uh-huh. really hard to narrow that kind of thing down to favorite, least favorite, right? Because it's yeah. so open-ended. Yeah. Um, and also it's contextual as well. Yeah. For sure. For I sure. think I, I think I have 
one that's really bad but might call out some people in the one that i don't like a lot but would call out some people in the chat whoa you're first you're first i don't like fake names i'm sorry why (laughs) hidden names i don't know it's just it's maybe because i've seen it done so many times that like it rubs me the wrong way when it happens or it's like i go into every D &D game now like nobody has a real name you know what i mean like everyone's (laughs) lying about their name (laughs) <laughs> to the point that I don't know it just it just started bothering me at some point <laughs> so I, I this is the first game I've ever seen anyone do really that game. yeah which is funny because I actually had uh <laughs> I've done it before I, and I don't like I had it. a character uh, idea that like uh, there would be a fake name involved and I didn't it? I didn't do that character <laughs> and then I come in and there are two other people with fake yes. names and I'm like Oh, okay. I guess guess not so original. My only problem with it is that, I guess, that it's overdone, right? Or like for me, it's overdone. I've seen it happen a bunch of times, but I don't know. As a story perspective, it's fine, right? It means you have some heat on you. You're hiding from someone, right? And that's Uh that's good. It adds to conflict. Um, But it creates inner party conflict sometimes. Yeah. Or it it so many times. That's my only gripe with it. I don't have an issue with have that some, one. Have some on original ideas. You know who I'm talking about. I'm kidding. Especially for like nerds who tend nerds and geeks who tend to be highly consumptive of media. Like I bet we've all consumed a ton of stories in True. a bunch of different whatever media, visual uh, books, whatever. <laughs> We've all consumed a ton of stories. So original idea, impossible. Is pretty much <laughs> yeah. impossible. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Everything's been done. Simpsons did it. So it's very difficult. To expect that of anybody. So I'm not. I'm not opposed yeah. to something just because I've seen it a bunch of times. My least favorite. I, I, it's hard. It's hard. But I like. I think it would be based more on, um, like, quality. Like what what that does to the quality of story mm-hmm. and like story opportunity. Um, I think like like I mentioned before, like making sure you have connections is my number like one of my you know top few concerns when I'm thinking about a character backstory. The the uh, the failure of my very first D D character and probably my least favorite uh, backstory trope is like the idea that you're going in with zero connections to anything. Yep. Because that just immediately eliminates like unless the DM really pulls some creative shit out of their ass and like forces some stuff on you, it like it completely already eliminates the idea of like anything that they can use to hook you or poke you or prod your character in any way. You know, you have zero people you care about like well that's <laughs> you know what do i do with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah and um one thing i meant to bring up uh but you also kind of brought up as one of your tips when we're talking about backstories is um a thing that i know david is aware of because i'm pretty sure i forced it upon him in one of the games he played in which is knife theory i don't know if anyone has heard that term before um but it's basically a it's a thing that i found online a bunch of D people were talking about and it's this idea that you in your backstory you write in a number of knives that the dm can then use oh. to stab you <clears throat> right yeah. um and that's that's kind of what 
you've been talking about with connections and like tra past traumas and stuff like that. It's basically yeah. just, it can be as simple as your race. If you know that race is like discriminated against, you can, being that race counts as a knife towards your backstory because that brings up story opportunities, right? So having parents, for example, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's called Knife Theory. Family members are always a knife. Exactly. So it's called Knife Theory. Um, some guy on Reddit came yeah. up with it. I'm sure I, got I the could- the old one-two with those I'm knives. sure I could find that nice, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I could find that nice write-up uh, somewhere around here. But I yeah, think the anyway, expectation was that you give your DM at least three knives. Yeah, three to How, six. Like three to four six, to okay. six points where four to six things you actually your character actually gives a shit about uh-huh yep or and four to six things to drive them. that the dm can use against you that's how i like to think about yeah. it i i literally will write stuff in being like i want them to fuck me up with this yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because it's it if, makes if it you so care much more about... fun to play out exactly if you care about the narrative going into a game in D, &D which all of us do like that that's at least with the sleeveless nice that is our primary focus is narrative right um you want that like without without conflict without a struggle for your hero hopefully hopefully they get there to overcome what's the point where is the story yeah. for them you know like what what do they accomplish what do they defeat they they have to have something to fight against uh and sarah and in chat or no i'm sorry that was gordon <laughs> chat <laughs> yeah uh, put the uh the link to the knife theory if y'all want to check that out it might not work on firefox i know that website sometimes has problems on firefox but yeah check it out it's that's just the write-up the guy did but the general idea is what we were just talking about here yeah you want to give the dm points of yeah importance things that are to your character yeah. um Tropes, 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 tropes. I've only seen it once, and it was the least favorite thing I've ever seen anybody do <laughs> in uh, oh, a backstory. Uh, it was basically uh, orcs killed my family or my town, city, or something like that. And so now I hate orcs. Basically, uh, racism okay. is the thing I hate most about a backstory. It's like, okay, get pissed off. Your family, write your family dead. That's fine. That gives uh, a lot of driving force to the right, in the right places. But don't turn that into being a racist ass mm -hmm. about a specific type of person. That, there's no sure. reason for it. There, you can come up with a single individual that was responsible that... You have a reason to you can say. now hate yeah instead yeah, or of a faction the people even. yeah right yeah a yeah. faction but it, it's the there's no point in that stuff there's no yeah. reason for it. there's no reason to bring it into it exactly especially again like we talked about last night's off with tips for a game don't bring stuff to a table that anyone's going to be uncomfortable with right like yeah no one's going to want that this is table. And, this is very much a like session zero thing, right? Like yeah, what yeah. is what is your game? What is everybody at the table comfortable with? What kind of world are you playing in? And is everybody okay with that? Um, yeah. yeah. For, I mean, for example, my home game um, in the homebrew setting we're playing in, the Dragonborn race is enslaved, on at least on the continent that they're playing in, not in other areas of the world. 
Um, But everybody was good with that going in. And one of the players is playing a Dragonborn with the express goal of freeing his people. (laughs) So so it's very much like a a, it's geared towards a story that we as a group want to tell. You know? Yeah. Which is the biggest thing is everybody at the table agreeing that they're contributing to the story they want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's group storytelling, right? Group improv. That's what D&D is as a whole. And even some of that is even before Session Zero. Like, I've joined a bunch of games. Um, uh, Some of them have been long-lasting, like the Friday Night Group was playing in that we've been going for almost two years, over two years now. Um, And it's like there should be an interview process where you're talking the dm and the player are talking and it's like do we agree on the type even just the type of game we want to play and then Whether if it's not, raw versus rock right get yeah. out find a different game not yeah. that i don't want to play D with you it's just that we're not going to mesh you know what i mean right. like you're not yeah. a bad person just not going to have fun in my group sorry <laughs> everybody can play their game they're just not going to be able to play your game with because your game is going to be different. Exactly. Yeah. That is why session zero is so important. Or if yeah. you're already, like, if it's a situation where somebody is joining a campaign, like, as, you know, in progress or whatever, like David yeah. was saying, just having a conversation, uh, like a candid conversation beforehand about, like, what exactly the game is that they're coming into to make sure that everybody is good with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, and it goes even farther. It, it goes even to smaller things too it's not like just hard limits soft limits are also mm-hmm. something to talk about as well like yeah. whether or not we had the discussion on whether or not pc romance was gonna be a thing that everybody cared yeah. about or wanted we did yeah yeah so things like that that are it's gonna be a softer line because i doubt we're gonna go in detail on anything in that realm, but I don't think anybody, yeah, <laughs> at least like in our game, I don't think anybody's interested in like explicit, but yeah, it's not, but there are soft limits as well as yeah. whether or not it's even going to be talked about, sure. Alone. Yeah, like David said, we uh, in our in the Sleepless Nights campaign, we had a, a handful of instances of like flirtatious things between a few of the player characters as well as like. Um, one character who is no longer part of our adventuring party, or at least is not like uh, actively with us at the moment. We kind of consider them like distant, you know, members or whatever. But um, she had mentioned offhandedly to one of the other uh, characters in the party that she like liked one of the other characters, right? Just sort of like, I like this person, which seemed to have a more like romantic lean to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in a very innocent, cute. Um, so just because we had had a few of those things, we kind of brought it up together in our like player chat to just be like, hey, just to check in, we've had a few of these things. Like, what is everybody's comfort level with potential like player character romance. on player character or like romance possibilities? Like not saying that anything will happen or even for sure could happen or whatever, but just, you know, before we get closer to the possibility, is anybody not okay with it, you know? Just to make sure everybody is comfortable moving forward. Yeah. You got to make sure everyone's comfortable at the table. 
Um, but anyway, right. back to tropes. Do we want to do favorite tropes? Yes, tropes we or tropes <laughs> we love to see. Right, it doesn't have to be your absolute favorite. One of my favorite tropes is living parents. I don't know if it's a trope or not, but a lot of people I think that's won't an have that trope. Yeah, maybe it's an anti trope, yeah. but I love to see it, so I'm counting it. Love to see it. Love to see those parents. Whether or I not, tried, dude. I tried. Yeah, whether or not they die, right? Or they, no, but you put living parents in your backstory, so it counts. Um, but we never whether, saw them in the game. Yeah, whether, whether or not they die, or you get to meet up with them and interact with them with your DM, which I think is great. It's awesome, and like even as a DM playing someone's like kind and elderly parents is fun, right? Yeah. Um, but it, however it comes up, if you put living parents in your backstory, you get an A plus in my book because hey, I love it. Or like a living si sibling, even um, something like that, like family connections or just like a really good yeah. friend, just like having those spread out connections to other people, specifically just like an important NPC or group of NPCs. I love it. Mm -hmm. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, maybe an anti-trope, but an anti-trope. Yeah. This is hard. I could do one that's more of an actual trope too, if you'd rather me do it. Oh, you've already had. You can't okay. take more. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> do you have one, David? I, I, kind of. So it goes. It goes to one of my favorite ever moments in playing, and I guess it relates back to a trope. And uh, we were playing in a plane of dread that was like all time was all busted up. So there were different timelines, and you could walk five feet and be a hundred years back in the past or stuff like that. And there was um, a paradox table where if time got screwy in one area and didn't follow the timeline correctly there was a paradox and you'd roll on a table one of the players worked it in so that on a specific roll they had an alternate dimension self show up mm. and having that sort of not going to hurt the party but going to be a huge surprise in the moment mm -hmm. that could be a big like a big reveal more like um less like calder's reveal because you know blood on his hands was not too surprising um <laughs> probably more like castus's with a grand bounty on his head and a different name and stuff like that but the, something that's not going to like it's not the person lying to the party it's oh uh i'm actually evil and everything's gonna get fucked up it's innocuous kind of but is going to be this really huge moment that's going to cause a lot of questions fun times okay yeah. okay agreed just like planning in crazy surprises into your backstory yeah okay yeah. but not like that's i don't know if that's you know, true lying either. or <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Yeah. It's, an element, it's an element, though. Backstory elements <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is what this should be yeah. called. <laughs> sure. All right, all right. Uh, if it's favorite backstory element, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like... Uh, I, I'm also a fan of, like, having reveals, right? Mm -hmm. Even sometimes things that are, like, not necessarily um, intended to be that way. Like, 
uh, in the in the game called her telling you about the dream he had of the the like devilish uh, figure that he saw. As far as Calder was concerned, and as far as I was concerned, I was like, this might matter at some point. I have no fucking idea. Uh, and Calder didn't, I mean, he has no inkling as to who that could even be. Um, and thus was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be like some kind of real like person or if this is just a like nightmare specifically designed to scare me, like, you know, given to me by my like diva or whatever. Uh, just to like get me out of the situation I'm in. Um, so it's like when we saw Korgos and there were the, like, the f- sort of similar features and the mention of the friend that might like to see me again and stuff, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, Kevin oh. did read my backstory. <laughs> yeah, this, could, uh, this could matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh yeah so that like you know just a something that can like totally shift perspective is fun um i also am a big fan of uh i think we're i'm not sure about david i know gordon and i are both like uh fans of game of thrones Mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm a big fan of an element of like political intrigue like something that is more um more like subtle and um like there's more of a, a, a like a game involved in whatever the, these relationships are, especially if you can make it like multi-layered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's an interesting element to to throw in, and I think that oftentimes that can be, uh, in terms of like story and how it can affect your character, uh, that can almost be like more painful and more devious than a like straight up like enmity in some. Yeah, then um, something chasing you yeah. is more yeah, like... Yeah, just like s- straight violent confrontation type stuff or whatever, making it more, uh, you know, mm. m- more careful than that is, yep. can be very interesting. More more of a... Yep. Ah, that That's actually, yeah, I like that. More of like a social attack yeah. on you than a physical one. And having uh-huh. that build into your backstory, very good. I agree. Because... You know, you have a gang after you. What do you get? You get like people that come and try and rob you, like beat you up, but <laughs> you get, you. or yeah, send you, get, you a bloody hand. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the political side, though, of this, right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> or I don't, know, like, I don't know about political, maybe. but <laughs> <laughs> kind of both. <laughs> yeah, more of a threat, more of some, a little bit so of real violence yeah. in there. Depending yeah. on why he's sure. going after it, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I believe we've done the thing. We have. <laughs> uh, Sarah, Evan, I know you guys are in the chat. Any last things you want to throw in before we end the episode? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> Sleepless next week? Yes. Oh, speechless. Speechless is what I assume what you mean. Yeah. For, yeah. Us, for next Speechless Sunday. is the next time we do this stream because it's been a little bit inconsistent the past couple weeks. <laughs> the past couple months, I guess. But yeah, we got we got three out of four this month. That's pretty good. Hey. <laughs> um, that's 75%. Um, but yeah, uh, this has been. <laughs> I love Ren, okay? <laughs> I don't hate Ren. It's just, it's a trope. 
for audio listeners, <laughs> Sarah in the chat said it's good good to know that we don't hate everything about her character. <laughs> I think particularly probably directed at Gordon. Yes, it was definitely directed at me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this has been Nights Off. Um, thank you guys for watching. If you like what we're doing here, you should check out our uh, campaign streams on Wednesday nights at 8.30 EST, 8.30 p.m. EST. Um, yes. So you can know what we're talking about when we reference these characters and people that use bad tropes and things like that. Um, so yeah, other oh. than that, oh. thank you guys for watching. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yikes, bye. Bye. <laughs>